Is human food alien food to aliens? We've all had Diet Coke. Why can't we drink Diet Water? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hey! Welcome everyone to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal case and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it truly is paranormal or not. You guys have the questions, we have the answers. My name is Roy Powers. My co-investigator sitting beside me right now is Kit Greer. Are you ready to dive into the world of the paranormal, Kit? I'm shaking in my boots and I haven't even heard what we're covering today. Diving into the world of the paranormal is is like teaching a kid to swim. You gotta go to the deep end of the paranormal. You gotta push them in. Sometimes it's easier if you really want to teach them a lesson, you gotta handcuff them. Right. Clobber him over the head beforehand. Rip the float out of his hands before pushing him in. Yeah, when he's not looking, use a little pen knife to pop his rubber ring. And then distract the lifeguard so that no one's coming to help him. Because that's <laughs> so- a crutch. To think <laughs> that someone's going to help you. Hey, you're not getting any help in the paranormal pool, all right? Slip the lifeguard a 20 to take an early lunch break. <laughs> you teach your kid about Bigfoot. Hey, bud, here's five pines. Go get yourself a falafel while I try to kill a child. You get arrested immediately. (laughs) Oh, come on. You're supposed to be guarding my life, sir. (laughs) Not ruining it. All the kids in the pool are beating you up while he's handcuffed you on the floor. (laughs) With those big, like, pool uh, noodles. Pool noodles. Today we have an incredible case, one that's been emailed in um, a number of times over the years, and I think it's about time that we we finally got to it. We're finally talking about euthanasia. You asked, no, we're no, no, talking no, 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 about no, no, no. it. That's a complicated, controversial not. end of life Certainly service. not paranormal, for sure. It's a little paranormal. It's about the afterlife, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, yeah, you got, you got me banged to rights there. Uh, no, unfortunately not. That is a bonus episode. Uh, <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about a creature. A myth, a legend. Without any further delays, let's dive into our story. The story today starts in the small town of Window Rock, Arizona, home of the Navajo Nation Reservation. It's a dark, overcast night out in the remote desert, and Reddit user Neptune420 and his dad JJ are out in their truck making a delivery to the town of Gallup, New Mexico. It's a monotonous journey down a dead straight highway and the pitch-dark night was filled only by the sound of rumbling tires on the road. Behind them is their friend Travis and his girlfriend, following along to visit some friends. The two trucks begin to crawl up a steep hill, trying to maintain control on the damp ground. When they reach the top and begin heading back down, JJ can just about make out a shape further down the road. It looks like an animal, maybe a wolf or something, crouched down in the middle of the highway. Without taking his eyes off the creature, JJ reaches down and picks up his radio to check in with Travis in the other car. Hey, Trav, do you see that big-ass dog? A moment of silence passes, and then... That's not a dog. Speed up right now! Speed up and hit it! Hit it, JJ! You have to hit it, please! Hit that thing right now! In sheer panic, JJ floors it and the truck starts barreling down the hill. I like this attitude. No questions asked. Exactly. Hit it with your truck. The cars are hurtling towards the creature, and as their headlights illuminate the dark silhouette, the men freeze in terror. The creature in front of them isn't a human or an animal. It's a bone-chilling blend of the two. Its facial features were contorted as if the creature was in extreme pain, 
and it was covered head to toe in matted, blood-stained fur. Whoa. They're now inches away from smashing into the monster, and JJ's foot is still firmly on the pedal. Suddenly, it lets out a blood-curdling scream that sounds like someone crying out as their lungs fill with water. Jesus, man, this is so descriptive. It's pretty descriptive, isn't it? For Neptune 420, (laughs) amateur novelist, it suddenly springs backwards and leaps towards the fields, clearing a barbed wire fence and disappearing into the blackness. Whoa, so that's a pretty big jump then. Oh, huge, yeah. Clearing a barbed wire (laughs) fence? From the road, absolutely, yeah. That's like um, Robin Williams when he's got the flubber on his shoes in the NBA game. He can't stop himself. He's going zero gravity. Holy moly. Still traveling near top speed, Travis's voice bursts through JJ's radio. Holy shit! Keep driving! We gotta get out of here! We have to go faster! Over and over again, he screams the same words. We have to get out of here! We gotta go faster! I feel like I am JJ. Yeah, this is, you've I, been blindsided. I'm, I'm blindsided, blinded by the light, blinded by the fright. And blinded by the night. What? Because <laughs> I haven't been eating carrots, I can't see shit. Um, I mean, what, do you, what would you do in that situation? Yeah. Split second decision, someone says, run over that thing. What do you do? It's very easy for the person who's not in the front to say, hit, <laughs> yeah. hit, hit the beast. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they don't have a horse in that race. Yeah. You know? Like, if you call back to me and you're like, hey, I, I, Rory, I'm up here. I think I see something in the road. I'm just going to be back there, sunglasses on, feet up on the dashboard, being like, ah, hit the f- thing. I don't give a rat's ass. Hit it. Hit it. Put your foot down. Hit it. <laughs> Go for it. Why are you so insistent yet chill? But but the passion that uh, and the fear that comes through in that in that call, it almost seems like they know what's up there. It seems like it. I mean, by the way, hitting something, I don't know what kind of vehicle they were in, but hitting, hitting something at that speed is not a decision to be taken lightly. Like yeah. you could easily total your vehicle, be stuck in the desert, which is a pretty dangerous place to be. Um, not even considering the injuries you would sustain hitting something like that. Oh, yeah. Like I've hit a bug once driving quite fast and I almost swerved off the road. <laughs> It was, it was That was terrifying. your driving test as well, so they didn't appreciate that. I may have been swerving prior to the bug, sure. <laughs> and the bug just came along. Um, <laughs> yeah, my driving instructor just like, F- hit it! Hit that! <laughs> hit that butterfly! Are you this, Rory? You're like, is this a test? <laughs> I'm starting to think I parked on the side and a random man got in my car. <laughs> I don't think you're the driving instructor. <laughs> I am, I am. Now let's go by the 7-Eleven. I need to get some Bud Light. Uh, yeah, that's that's tough. That's really tough. I don't think um, at, there's almost... Z- you know what? I'm going to go as far to say there are no situations in life where accelerating when there's an object in the road is the right thing to do. Yeah. I think like even road safety etiquette would say, all right, if you see a cat in the middle of the road don't stop if you emergency stop you're going to endanger people behind you if you swerve you're going to endanger yourself and people in your car but they don't say speed up you gotta make sure you hit it you don't want to let that little bastard get away it's more kind to make sure it is obliterated <laughs> off the face of the earth than uh just has a broken leg yeah it's, it's a difficult situation to be in for sure coming back to your point it does sound as if travis 
had some experience. He thought there was a reason we need to hit this, lest it get away. Exactly. Well, the trucks continued to punch the gas, creating as much distance between them and whatever they saw. They quickly began to approach their destination in New Mexico, but before they arrive, flashing lights appeared behind them. The men reluctantly pull over and a police officer taps on the driver's window. His face contorted in pain. The f beast went GTA, stole a cop car. The cop spoke. Little fast there, gentlemen. JJ replied. I'm sorry, officer. We were trying to get away from something we just can't explain. JJ starts to describe what they've just seen. The horrible, blood-covered, half-man, half-beast. The cop turns pale. He starts backing away towards his car, looking shaken. Uh, I'll let you off with a warning this time. Just go safe, okay? But officer, what about the- I said f*** off! Get the hell out of here! Wow, what a reaction. <laughs> I know, right? Holy... That's not exactly what you want to hear from- I, I will say, I did take some creative liberties with the f*** off. <laughs> Get yeah. the hell out of here. Okay. But it was definitely implied in the story. It's not the courtesy and respect that we expect from the boys in blue. Exactly. Every other part of this story is factually correct. Once he was told about the creature, the officer allegedly turned pale, returned to his car, drove away immediately without any more questions. He doesn't want any part of this. That's bad. That's not... <laughs> when when the you just opened up to the authorities about... <laughs> when the police officer doesn't want any part of crime... <laughs> That's a bad idea. That's a problem. But it means you've got no one to turn to when stuff goes wrong. What if that thing turns up again? Your car won't start. It's like the horror movies. You're dialing 999 and they're just like, let it ring. <laughs> that guy's done for. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, you'd start, I don't know, you'd start doing weird illegal shit just to get a ride to the station. <laughs> with the cop. Yeah. You'd be like, you know, you could say like, hey, I saw this half man, half beast can you please help me get back into the city? And he's like, I don't want any part of that. You're like, oh my God. Right, well, I guess I'm going to smoke a bowl of crack right here now in front of you. And no, he's well, like, don't do that. Oh, all right, get in, the, get in the car then, fine, sure. Yeah, you're like the uh, mobster that uh, wants to get put back into prison because he's safer there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because he's got so many, <laughs> so many skinwalker <laughs> enemies on the outside. Now, I know from the descriptions... It sounds like we're talking about one of our classic hybrid cryptids. The donkey lady, the lizard man. Mm -hmm. A creature that is half human, half animal. But today, that's not the case. We're talking about something even more terrifying. A creature known as a skinwalker. Interesting. I feel, I feel that many people in the commune, out in the listenership, will have heard that name. But like me, maybe don't know exactly what that is. I mean, as... as we all know uh, we did touch on this subject briefly on our investigation into Skinwalker Ranch. Right. Even though we said the word Skinwalker upward of 30 times, it wasn't really about the Skinwalkers. Mm. That our... was almost like a local name. Exactly. Yeah. In our defense, there was a lot of other shit going on on that ranch. Yeah. I'm pretty sure aliens killed a dog at one point. The aliens so. might have killed the skinwalkers <laughs> yeah. uh, so that we didn't see any. I think we're fine leaving the skinwalkers for another day, which is today. So what exactly are skinwalkers? It's a good question that has a few different answers. They've been described in Western culture as a sort of Native American boogeyman. Okay. Evil witches with shape-shifting powers. 
The Native American for these monsters is Yinarld Lushi, which loosely translates to the one that walks on all fours. Interesting. They're shapeshifters who can possess the bodies of animals, most often appearing as coyotes or other wild dogs, but have sometimes even been known to possess the body of humans. Wow. Creepy shit. That is very creepy. Also interesting that they just get the name that literally means the one who walks on all fours. Quite a lot of things walk on all fours. So for this to be the most important one, the -hmm. one that gets the .com address. Exactly, yeah. That's pretty significant. Puppies are the ones that walk on all fours. (laughs) To me. Alligators are the ones that walk on all fours. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of creatures that walk on all fours. I guess maybe this is in terms of the one referring to the one in the human race that walks on all fours. Oh, that's where they're coming from. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Why haven't we heard more about these skinwalkers? Well, there's a pretty good reason. Because like Fight Club, the only rule of Skinwalker Club is shut the fuck up about Skinwalker Club. Hmm. Native Americans don't like to talk about them at all. Not with each other or outsiders. And they definitely don't like writing about them on the internet to help paranormal investigators. And that's where Neptune 420 comes in. He doesn't give a fuck about Native American tradition. He's the Edward Snowden of the Native American <laughs> community. A whistleblower who's given it all out for free. <laughs> These guys are staying quiet about some pretty bad things. <laughs> like, I, I do understand if this is an important part of your culture that you would, you know, like to respectfully keep to yourselves. But if there is a half man, half coyote in the desert, I'd like to know about it. I'd like to know if I should speed up (laughs) because I would slow down and see if he needs help. So that actually makes a lot more sense. They don't like to talk about it. They call it the one that's on all fours. Yeah. It's almost like a Voldemort type situation. They don't want to speak its name. Don't say, yeah, don't say its name. It's who shall not be named. Gotcha. But there's also another good reason that First Nations people are afraid to talk about skinwalkers. Not only is it considered straight up bad luck to just speak their name, But many also believe that talking about skinwalkers can summon one. Right. That makes a lot more sense. It's like Facebook ads. (laughs) You know? It's listening at all times. At all times. It's like once in your daily life, you mention the word Ray-Bans. Like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting a pair of Ray-Bans. You go online, Ray-Bans ad. Facebook, Ray-Bans ad. Instagram, Ray-Bans, Ray-Bans. Hey, do you want some Ray-Bans? They're the online version of skinwalkers. You mention it, they're there following you website to website. So true. That's why white people don't talk about (laughs) Ray-Bans. It's in our culture. We keep it secret. We're too afraid. (laughs) They're already too powerful. We don't want anyone else to buy them. But the important point to make today is that just because these creatures are not talked about does not mean that they're not seen. Another story follows a woman named Aisha Ninja, who claimed that one night her family were stopped. <laughs> you say they're called Aisha Ninja? <laughs> I think it's Aisha Ninja. Okay. Aisha Ninja. Sounds like Sean Connery saying Ice Ninja. <laughs> Aisha Ninja. <laughs> the story comes from someone called Aisha Ninja. This is... Claims he has a shuriken colder than the frosted desert. <laughs> this is like if he was in a really bad B-movie. This is no this is no normal ninja. It's an ice ninja. What the f am I doing with this script? I'm better than this. I'm I was James Bond, you know. F 
fucking Ice Ninja. <laughs> Ice Ninja starring Sean Connery. <laughs> Someone has to make a promotional poster for that. <laughs> I can't promise that this next story will be as captivating as the plot of Sean Connery's Ice Ninja, but uh, it's a good story nonetheless. So let's hear it out. Ice Ninja and her family lived in a rural community on the Navajo Reservation. One night, when her family were home alone, they began to hear noises from outside. As if someone was digging through their garbage. Her oldest uncle decided to peek outside. Maybe it was a raccoon or a bear. He looked out the front window and saw a figure out by their truck. Whatever it was, it had opened the doors and was digging through the items inside. This was particularly strange because their closest neighbor was miles away. Wow. So reluctantly, her uncle grabbed the family rifle, burst out the front door, cocked it. Doesn't sound reluctant <laughs> at all. I think he was ready to go. Well, he's sure. He's sure. It's an exciting moment in his life, but he, he doesn't want to. Well, you heard a can fall over outside. All right, if I have to, <laughs> he's gone up in the attic to get the family rifle. <laughs> you guys see my grenades? <laughs> I don't think you'll need them. I think he's trying to appear as intimidating uh, as possible. Okay. So he never even has to fire the gun. So he's probably got Ray Bans on. There, I said it. <laughs> Kicking open that front door. Two Uzis in hand. Yeah. But he doesn't He doesn't want to fire a bullet. He just wants to scare it off. Okay. The figure stopped and stared at the man, seemingly unfazed by the weapon. And then it slowly began walking towards him. Stay back. Don't make me use this. The uncle fired a warning shot, but nothing happened. As the dark figure drew closer, the family began to smell something like a rotting corpse. Holy, that's definitely what these things smell like. Oh yeah, 100%. At that moment, Aisha Ninja's grandparents returned in their truck. The sound of the car and the flash of the headlights must have startled the creature as it slowly moved away, hiding behind a tree near the house. <laughs> I see why we had to speed up. It's not scared of guns, but it's scared of cars. Yeah, and flashing lights. Once her grandfather was told about what happened, he ran into the house grabbed a handful of ashes, rubbed them over the gun, and placed an ash-covered bullet into the chamber. He walked outside onto the porch and fired towards the tree. The gunshot echoed in the dark, and the figure took off running. But the men didn't stop there. They jumped into their truck and chased after the creature, driving through the rough terrain. The truck was bouncing, so the headlights weren't fixed on one particular spot. But the uncle swears that when the headlights hit the figure, he saw a woman running on all fours like a bear. Jesus. Something about it being a human makes this ten times scarier yeah. in my head. Absolutely. I mean, if it was, you know, some kind of weird wolf, it had, if it had even been the lizard man. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's just so disconnected from reality that it's kind of hard to imagine. But yeah, if these headlights bouncing up and down briefly catch a glimpse of this, like, contorted... Yeah. Woman running on all fours. Oh, it just sends chills down my spine. Something so scary about that. It's Ooh. dreadful. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a reason for sure. Uh, you know, you think of the most terrifying moments in movie history. You think of like The Shining or something. Uh, you know, it is. It's the woman in the bathtub. It's the little girls. Yeah. There's something about it. It kind of feels like um, popular anime Attack on Titan. Okay. You know, that show is all about these huge creatures basically destroying a city like Godzilla. Sure. That's not that terrifying a concept. But the fact that these titans are just 
big humans. Mm. Not like giants, but these weird contorted big humanoid creatures. Mm. Makes it a thousand more times terrifying than if they were a big tall lizard man like Godzilla. Yeah. There's something so human about it that makes it even weirder and creepier. Yeah, I think people have talked about these kind of things in science. You know, humans have this built-in kind of disgust mechanism where if something looks a bit off, we feel scared. Right. Uh, and this is part of the reason why games designers and AI people have such a hard time making uh, models of humans for movies and games that are uh, realistic enough for us to like looking at them. Because most of the time, when we look at models of humans, we just go, oh, this is kind of creepy. I don't really want to look at this. Yeah, like cold, soulless CGI eyes. The uncanny it's... valley. Yeah, really off-putting. It is very interesting. That's why this story is so cool, because we're not dealing with, you know, a half lady, half donkey. We're dealing with this weird shape-shifting creature. Mm -hmm. Well, her grandfather eventually stopped the truck. He got out and began yelling into the darkness. Her uncle said that he was yelling about a local woman, that he wasn't scared and that he knew it was her and to leave his family alone. A few days passed and there was news that the woman her grandfather was yelling about had passed away. Oh, interesting stuff here. So is this insinuating that there was maybe a possession? Possibly. This woman who passed away had her likeliness or body stolen by a skinwalker. Interesting. The two can somehow be related, which is very... That's spooky. That's awful. To think that the skinwalker, a bit like a vulture circling overhead, it can sense when you're near the end and it just ganks your body. Yeah, it... That's not that's not cool, all right? <laughs> if you, if you want to if you want to kill me, sh go ahead, whatever, right. fine. Once it's done, don't take my face. Yeah. Don't take my face and go rummaging around in other people's cars. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, man. Let me at least lie there just dead. Yeah, I've built a reputation over the years that I intend to keep after I pass away. Exactly. Yeah, don't tarnish don't my start last days. jacking off. <laughs> In the town square or straight after I die. <laughs> Although in hindsight, that is a pretty good excuse if you ever get called out for doing something <laughs> inappropriate. It's like, what are you talking about? Although now that you mention it, I did see a coyote in East <laughs> London <laughs> two nights ago. Wait, you don't, you don't think. And they're like, no, we don't think. <laughs> You've logged the whole thing on your Snapchat. I don't think the skinwalker would do that. <laughs> <laughs> You took a shit on a cop car while saying, It's me, Rory Powers. I don't think skinwalkers go live on Periscope and say, Subscribe up top, comment <laughs> down below. Why does he care how many subscribers you have? <laughs> so after these stories, we do kind of know what these things are, but how did they get here? Well, the Navajo people believed that skinwalkers were once accomplished shaman or medicine men in their communities. These shaman would use their powers for the good of the community and were brought in to do everything from healing the sick to sometimes even raising the dead. Wow, that is good. That's a tough job to not know what you're dealing with every day. Yeah. You know, are you coming in being like, all right, what is it today? Someone got like a scratched knee or like a bum elbow or something I got to fix. And it's like, no, Tony croaked last night. So we need you to actually bring him back. Oh, hell i haven't even had a coffee can someone get me a latte i'm gonna bring tony back i'm gonna need a latte <laughs> gonna need a latte we're gonna need some defibrillators like is that even <laughs> magic now or is this science <laughs> i'm the shaman shut up sometimes when performing their rituals they would wear an animal skin over their face 
It could be a bear, a wolf, or something similar. Not only that, but the suit was adorned with the skins of frogs, bats, snakes, Whoa. with beaks, toes, tails of birds, hooves of deer, Holy. tails of goats, pretty much everything that flies, swims, or runs was uh, was attached on to these, these skins. Jesus, it's kind of mystery meat. I don't know if I would want that. If someone was performing evasive surgery on me, yeah. To have to constantly be pushing the f- <laughs> the frog skin out of their eyes. Is this hygienic? Yeah. <laughs> I think a beetle just <laughs> fell in my wound, sir. <laughs> I don't appreciate this. <laughs> also, why am I still conscious? <laughs> why am I still conscious? I can see my bones. <laughs> Interestingly, shamans were paid for their work resurrecting the dead, whether the ritual worked or not, which is a pretty good deal to have payment up front. Yeah, that makes sense. If I was, I don't know, a guy who deactivates bombs, I would want payment up front. It's pretty risky business. If yeah. you're dealing with the afterlife and magic, um, <laughs> right, it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm risking my neck here. I don't need to like not make money on a kind of risk in my neck. The chief is like, you know, bombs aren't magic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I need you to tell me that before you go in there with your... What looks like a bag of frogs. It's like, so, Jason, you've got the plan. Right. I go in there, go into the shadow realm. No, 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 no. No. Here's <laughs> the plan with the wires. You just need to uh, s- snip the red wire. Right, got right, it. right. Okay, so so snip the red wire. The red wire is as easy All right. as that. This is perfect, man. I sharpened my f- eagle beak this morning. Why so would it's you? Gonna no, be ready. no, no, no. We've, you've, uh, we've given you all the tools you could possibly need. Where's the eagle beak coming in? To cut the wires. No, Bro, use, their beaks are like razor. Scissors. Scissors. We've got regulation scissors for this. All right, fine. So then I use the scissors to cut the beak off the bird. No. To cut the wires. This should be... These are words that shouldn't be in your vocabulary as a... You're a bomb expert. Right. We were... Listen, we were worried whenever you went to Peru on holiday the last couple of weeks. I guess For you, training, right? That was... You were... You sent uh, me out there to learn the ways of the, I feel the like spells. We were hoping that you would just have a nice relaxing beach holiday. Seems like you... Spend a bit of time with a shaman? Well, yeah, of course I wanted to perfect my trade. Turns out to perfect the trade, you have to perfect the dark arts. Okay. Because what's more dark than making a bomb? There is 30 seconds on the clock. Oh, Get shit. in there with the eagle beak and do whatever you can. <laughs> Immediately trips over his wolf pelt, face plants, <laughs> knocks out, bomb goes off. <laughs> the irony is the bomb goes off and a magic shield forms around him. <laughs> Everyone else dies. <laughs> we did it, Officer Jenkins. He's like a skeleton crumbling behind him. Oh no, you've been cursed. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... 
this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Uh, I have an illustration here of what, what the kind of classic look was for the time. Okay. I'd love uh, to see that. Here you go. Here's a little <clears throat> picture. Whoa! Wow. This is really something else. This is kind of like a ancient ghillie suit. You know the way those military yeah. type people, they would wear, you know, kind of uh, a suit that's covered in, um, you know, moss and grass and swamp stuff. Right, right. Uh, to blend in with their atmosphere. This is kind of the same, but made of animals. If you were blending in to the cast of the Lion King, possibly... <laughs> Yeah, it's very ornate. It's kind of beautiful, kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a really good description. Wow, that's something. Now, I feel like we've been bigging these guys up. You know, pillars of society, incredible medics, let alone magicians. How did they become skinwalkers? Well, this is what happens when a good shaman goes bad. And I don't mean in a sexy way, like shamans gone wild. The legend says that a medicine man can execute a series of rites to become a skinwalker. One such ritual is performing a grisly taboo, an act of evil such as killing a loved one. Wow. Once the transformation is complete, the newly created skinwalker is usually chased off the reservation by the community it once vowed to serve. Mm. It now lives in banishment for the rest of its existence, fending for itself in the wilderness. Mm. But how can this happen? How can pillars of the community volunteer to transform into bloodthirsty beasts. Well, you see, in order to complete this process of becoming a fully qualified shaman, you have to study evil in depth. And some don't have the strength to resist the dark forces they encounter, and they're compelled to serve them. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So kind of like uh, if the Jedis had to do a semester on the dark side of the force exactly uh, this is so similar to um them teaching defense against the dark arts at hogwarts gotcha and i'm pretty sure that course is just teaching the children the dark arts so they know how to defend against them yeah which is yeah. a bad idea i think they i think it was like first year of hogwarts they teach them how to kill someone <laughs> right yeah You're like kids but don't ever use this shit all right yeah i know it's like the dopest spells you're gonna learn all semester <laughs> <laughs> this one turns blood to Gatorade. Your enemies will drop in a second, but never use this. Anyway, here's your wand. And yes, here's a dictionary list of if you just say the word while holding the wand, it's over for everyone. <laughs> Be very Just saying any of these words aloud will turn this whole room into dust. That one just commits a war crime just in, a, in an unspecified part of the world. You won't find out until it hits the news. Yeah, the, uh, this is, I guess, a similar thing where it's like, Maybe these these uh, medicine men were like, I want to like dip into it a little bit, so I just so I know what to avoid in the future. Mm. Turns out the dark arts are pretty sexy. They're right. pretty sexy and they're pretty powerful, and you just get sucked into it. 
Yeah, because you know shaman that end up studying the dark arts for a while before they're fully fledged skinwalkers. They're wearing leather jackets, driving Harley Davidsons, and listening to ACDC. They were on it's the fun edge. for a while. <laughs> yeah, I like to think of the dark arts as a sleeve of double stuffed Oreos. Sometimes you want to just <laughs> have a little sugar kick and be like, "Hey, let me see what I'm missing here. Let me see okay. what all the fuss is about. I'll have one of these. Get it out of my system, so I don't even think about the Oreos anymore." You have one, and you're like, "Damn, this is good. It's actually pretty delicious." And no one's gonna, no one's gonna. Hate me for having a second. Before you know it, you got a wolf pelt on, frog skin belt, six sleeves deep. All you can think about are Oreos. You're running on all fours in the big Tesco. You murdered your family, apparently. Don't know when that happened. It's a da- it's dangerous. It's dangerous messing with dark arts and Oreos. Other tribes believe that skinwalkers were once helpers of the divine beings. That they trained humans to work on the earth and were expected to abandon the mortal realm once their work was done. However, some stayed behind, and the power that they had been bestowed by the divine beings was corrupted, and they became these malicious demi-divine beings. Wow. Lots of cool theories being thrown around. This is all pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, and these aren't even all of the theories either. There are hundreds of conflicting stories and accounts from first Americans all over the continent of North America. Not only do the origin stories vary, but also the creature's abilities. Some say it has the ability to memorize and read minds. It can paralyze you with fear. We know they're fast and strong and incredibly agile, but some say they can even also mimic human speech, sometimes using the voice of a child to lure in concerned adults. That's no good. That's That's terrifying. (laughs) That's about as dark as the arts get. Yeah. Using a child's voice to lure someone into the shadows. You're not using that for good. No, you're not stealing a child's voice. (laughs) Unless you're doing some sort of supernatural to catch a predator. (laughs) There is no need to be uh, using a child's voice to lure anyone into any situation. I mean, if you're using a child's voice to, say, get access to a kid's menu price. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. I'll give that a pass. If you're swinging through the McDonald's drive-thru and you... Ronald isn't going to miss the extra dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. But it's a slippery slope. Have you tried to order a, a Happy Meal as an adult? I have not. You can do it. Really? Yeah, they're fine. There's no it. age limit. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, then maybe... Or there either is or they felt so bad for me that they were like, just give them, just give them the, the meal. Well, it's not worth our time. Why did you do it? Was there a dope toy? I was craving a tiny burger, sir. So that's why I got See, it. People don't know. Americans don't know. That's the only way to get a slider in the UK. <laughs> Pretty much. get a Happy Meal. I love, I love the little buns that come with Happy Meals. Right. Uh, because they're not, you know, you get the Quarter Pounder, you get the Big Mac. It's the big buns with the sesame seeds. Okay. Whereas the Happy Meal burgers are like, they don't have any sesame seeds. And they're oh. this weird, like airbrushed, beautiful little bun. Wow. Interesting. Because I haven't had... Because I've been veggie for a long time, I never really get McDonald's. So I kind of remember all my burgers, I kind of remember as. Oh, the smooth bun. The smooth bun. Yeah, no, the, it's. I mean, the sesame seeds are is good, but yeah, sometimes you just want a, a little bite of nostalgia, my friends. Uh, disappointingly, the toy I did receive was a, a tiny book. Yeah, that's. What, what the f? Yeah, I was hoping I you were going to say like Beyblade. No, I wish. Oh my God. 21 Happy Meals and a dual arena. We don't sell the arenas. <laughs> Silence! <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. 
It's a different franchise. <laughs> I just have a stutter. <laughs> I don't like Yu-Gi-Oh. What the f*** is Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> <laughs> like dressed like Yu-Gi-Oh with the coat and the hair. <laughs> pyramid necklace. <laughs> oh, man. They're also almost impossible to kill. Some say your only chance is to pierce its flesh with a blade or a bullet dipped in white ash. Others swear that a silver weapon is the only way to bring down the beast. Either way, your chances are pretty slim. It also usually appears naked, which makes sense, because, you know, where's a skinwalker going to find clothes? Uh, but that aspect will definitely just make the encounter a little bit more disturbing. Yeah, well, can't miss it. I mean, it's probably a good thing, honestly. Like, if they wore sweats and nikes right they're gonna blend in a lot better even if they're being a little weird and contorted <laughs> i've uh, seen people maybe that... he's body popping i don't know exactly uh, I could, should i be doing that that seems pretty there's a tiktok dance maybe <laughs> but if he's naked you almost never see naked people in the street so yeah, that's a red flag for sure sense. now as i said we did do a whole investigation on skinwalker ranch and although we didn't focus specifically on any skinwalkers in the story, Terry Sherman and his wife Gwen were hounded by wolves that they claimed were three times bigger than any wolf they had seen before. Mega wolf. I don't remember specifically, but I think they were also maybe bulletproof and had red eyes. There was a lot of sure. creepy shit going on. But could this possibly have been a skinwalker using its magic to take the form of a mighty wolf? Even though it's our only episode to receive a triple no? <laughs> That's a great point. Um, yeah, I mean, this opens up a whole, a whole series of questions. I mean, Jesus, of all the paranormal cases we've investigated, we haven't even thought about the cases that have transpired where people just don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. Um, because they don't have the information. The amount of times we've maybe investigated a cryptid and we are like, no, I don't think this was a cryptid. It could have been an alien. There could be another paranormal story inside of another paranormal story. Absolutely. Jesus. I mean, at night, simply living here in London, when you hear what I assume is foxes having sex, it could be a skinwalker. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the stories we've been able to share today are from the lucky few who have had the luxury of being in the safety of a vehicle. And we didn't even scratch the surface of witness reports. Some have claimed to see coyotes transform into humans right in front of them. Others say they've been driving at night and a man with an insane smile on his face has been running alongside their car going 50 miles per hour, clawing at the doors trying to get in. <laughs> oh, that's bad. It's scary shit, isn't it? Now I'm starting to see where Travis was coming from. Yeah. Put your foot down, brother. Hit it. Ultimately, it's a shame that the very people that know the most about skinwalkers won't talk about them. But who knows, maybe it is for our own good that we don't know more about these creatures. Ultimately, we are missing a piece of the puzzle. So it's hard to come down on a solid conclusion. And yet we must, Kit. Mm-hmm. Or else we'd be... Listen, even if it summons skinwalkers into existence that may kill people... It's also the format of the podcast. So I'm sorry, but we have to do it. Yeah, if anything, we should say that we're more skinwalker, skinwalker, skinwalker. <laughs> it would really help us in the conclusion aspect if one of them was here to guest on the final five minutes of the podcast. I mean, even we might die in that process, but the podcast would probably chart pretty well. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty. It would definitely be uh, uh, front page news. Yeah. 
We've gone through a lot of stories today. We've heard a lot about the lore of these creatures. I know this is a difficult one to talk about because as we said, the very people that know the most about this creature, for whatever personal reasons, don't want to talk about it much. But what are your thoughts today on the legend of these skinwalkers? This really feels like a story in two parts or a cryptid in two parts. It seems like we almost have the physical skinwalker phenomenon which Travis and JJ and Neptune 420 encountered. Yes. The thing that they see in the street, the thing that the policeman was so scared of that they wanted to try and run down in their car and it le leapt away into the distance. The thing that was chased through the woods by the granddad with the rifle. Yeah. And then on the other hand, we almost have this m mythical, almost biblical level uh, parable of a shaman, someone who was respected in the community, who had the fall from grace, who flirted with the dark arts and was transformed into a kind of hungry ghost that's doomed to wander the world forever. And as you said, there's a huge disconnect, uh, even in just time between these encounters in the modern day and the time period in which, you know, these shamans and these medicine men would have been operating. It's, there's a huge divide there that makes it quite hard to link together this creature with this origin story. So you're quite right, Roy. It does leave us in a pickle. If I had to come down on a conclusion today, I think I would have to say, I don't know if this thing can shapeshift. I don't know if it can uh, jump over 20 foot barbed wire fences. And I don't know all the specifics because they're not writing books about this stuff. Yeah. But if the First Nations people are saying that a shaman who's been corrupted by the dark arts and is excommunicated by his community is called a skinwalker. I think that means they're a real thing. That's the com This is the, the dilemma we're going to have to hit is today, are we trying to claim that the shape-shifting night beast is real or is the concept of a skinwalker, these medicine men gone bad, real? Which as a concept, yeah, it is real. It, you know, it's who walks on all fours is a real, is a real idea, is a real concept, is based in reality. I don't care. I'm giving it a yes. Let's go for it. Let's ooh, go for ooh, it. Ooh. Ooh, I did not see that one coming even when I was pitching it. <laughs> That's a, you f*** it. That's a double yes, folks. And we've said it, which means I don't have to think anymore about it. Today's case, investigating the skinwalkers, is a double yes. It is indeed paranormal. Skinwalkers have once or do now walk the earth. If you see something on the road, even trying to flag you down, even if it looks like a member of your family, keep driving. Pedal to the metal, folks. <laughs> this could really go wrong, couldn't it? <laughs> what have we done? Wow. Hey, that's uh, that's broken the, the drought. For the first time in a while because we were on a no streak you know and maybe we should have seen that coming it was a big case for a big reason this is this is one of the most ancient western myths of the paranormal and i think there's something to it well said well said well i'm happy to uh have another case go down in the this paranormal life history books as a 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Paranormal Life. Skinwalkers was a big case. We always wanted to get round to it. We're so happy to have it uh, tackled. If there's a case that you think we need to investigate, whether it's one you've seen online or it's a case that's happened to you personally, you need to email that in ASAP to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com and we will check it out. But there's something that you need to check out in the meantime. It's a little ATM that I like to call to this paranormal life podcast. But uh, instead of putting in your card and getting the money that you you obviously own and deserve and it's your right to have dispensed uh, out of the ATM, you put in your card and ghosts come out. And they'll, they're, they're, you know, stealing your wallet, slapping you around a bit, you know, causing chaos. Right. That's what happens in this Paranormal Life Patreon. Okay, I'm a little worried you're giving it a negative connotation where there isn't necessarily one. Loads of good bonus content over there as well, guys. Loads of stuff that you do get back. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, It's going to be great. So put the card in and let the world of the paranormal rough you up a bit. Okay, well, it's going to be fun too, though. You're going to enjoy it. Hold on your wallet, keys, and phone, folks. Share with your family. Little ghosty hands. <laughs> or sticky whoa okay <laughs> uh you're gonna want to check it out over on patreon.com look this is where if you really like this show which hopefully you do it will break my heart if you don't i don't know why you're here if you don't <laughs> uh if you do really like the show you want to support it you want to get a little bit extra um we have a ton of rewards over on patreon.com including a this paranormal life commune uniform and bonus episodes where we dive into the undivable. Look, if you think of the regular episodes as diving into a, uh, a a beautiful fresh pool of water, this is diving into mud. Mud, exactly. Yeah, it is messy. It is rude. It uh, it's a <laughs> it's cement rude. <laughs> it's edgy. But it's strong. These are strong <laughs> bonus episodes. I feel like I may be rambling a little bit here. <laughs> but if you go to the website, this pa- the, this Paranormal Life Patreon, um, yeah, just check it out. There's loads of fun stuff there. Hopefully there's something for everyone. You're going to love it. If you want to check out some funny video clips from the podcast, hit us up on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you are, we are. And uh, every week we upload funny clips in video form from the podcast. So check it out. It's great fun. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We will be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. See you then. See ya.